You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All, All right, right. <laughs> we've wasted enough of this That's guy's good. time. I think you've, you've wasted Joe Dallara's time enough <laughs> talking about Croatia. Thank you very much. Uh, Joe, Anthony Davis, is he going to put up another 50 spot tonight with the way that he's been playing? Dude, he's been a monster. Know, but honestly, LeBron just loves to ball out in Cleveland, and I'm honestly just a little bit concerned that LeBron's going to want to take all the usage. Um, and, you know, he's got – Cleveland's got their big guys in. They've got both Mobley. they got Allen's back. I think he's supposed to play now. Um, so that's a little bit of a tougher spot for Anthony Davis, and I feel like the line's already kind of moved. I think the prop line for Anthony Davis's points opened at 28.5, and I think we're seeing it down as low as 26.5 now. So the money's been coming in on the under for him, and I think that that's probably the right play. Um, it's kind of one of those. It's like I don't know if I want to sweat it though. I think I, so. I personally, I bet on LeBron to go over his point total and his points and rebounds prop. Uh, I think that he's going to be aggressive. He just loves playing in Cleveland and kind of showing out over there. Yeah, I completely. Yeah, comple- oh, completely, oh, completely agree. agree. Um, um, hey. D- Joe, uh, sorry, sorry I was the echoes in your echo. ear. Yeah, yeah it, sorry, so. I was hearing myself in there my ear. Go. I thought I was losing my mind. Uh, Joe, the uh, game I'm looking at tonight, so you have the Mavericks, four-and-a-half-point dogs taking out the Nuggets, four-and-a-half-point favorites in this game, second night of a back-to-back. Uh, I remember last year, two years ago, fading Luke on the second night of a back-to-back was a thing. If you had to play in this game, what would it be with the total being 222-and-a-half and the Mavericks being four-and-a-half-point dogs on the road? So I, I think that there's a little bit of value on the Mavs. I get the back-to-back, uh, and that's why I'm a little bit nervous about it. But when we look at both of these teams, um, I'm, I'm going to be taking the Nuggets team total under 114.5. And, and the reason for that is both of these teams are 29th and 30th in pace. And they both the Mavs have a pretty good defense. And even though these teams have strong offenses, I think that the pace of this game just is going to lend itself to being like a very half-court game. We're not going to see a lot of transition, and I think it's going to keep these totals down. So the reason I like the Nuggets specifically is in the past five games against the Mavericks, the Nuggets have not never gone over this 114-and-a-half line. So I think that this is a good spot. Since they're a favorite, you're getting them at a higher team total than the Mavericks. And I thought the line was a little fishy, so this was kind of my way to fade that uh, and fade the Nuggets a little bit tonight. What do you what do, do you in do this in- spot of uh, of Luka Doncic on a back-to-back? Also on top of that, there's a lot of just sort of ups and downs in terms of how much Christian Wood is playing, or what his minutes look like. How do you target the Dallas Mavericks outside of just like, Luka's insane, I take his overs almost all the time? Yeah, Luka's, Luka's a freak. Um, I, I saw this stat actually, uh, it was about a week ago, but he has gone over 30 points or like 31 and a half points in literally every Mavericks win. So it's kind of one of those things, you know, he, he hits his points prop at a decent clip, but just literally every time that they win, it's because of Luka. And I think that they're, they're shooting pretty hot right now. So it's a little tough to fade them. I mean, like they've been, they've been playing good ball lately and especially the role players. So I, but I do agree with you. I think it's very, very difficult to bet on props outside of Luka because we just don't know who's going to play or what the rotations are going to be. Um, so, you know, if you think the Mavs are going to win, I think that it's a good way to pair with Luca's points because you just have to assume that he's the reason that they're winning and it's not really anybody else. Uh, Joe, uh, Joe, Boston is just, I mean, they're excellent. I i made the mistake of fading them last night in Toronto. It was a terrible no, decision. No, no. No, uh, that no, fell no. apart in the third <laughs> quarter. Who in the East, though, do you think, 
I mean, obviously it's early in the season, but who else would you find value with if you're looking at futures? Milwaukee's look pretty good, and they just got Chris Middleton back. But I really like Cleveland. You know, if you're looking for some value, I know that this pretty young team though and it's tough obviously to beat Boston or a team like Milwaukee you know with all those veterans in a seven game series but what are your thoughts on a team like Cleveland in the East I think Cleveland's good I mean you have Donovan Mitchell you have Darius Garland and then like I think that Jared Allen is severely underrated and I think that his absence was notable so I think bringing him back like bringing that whole core back together is really important and it's going to be especially important moving forward to try to get them to gel I think that they could uh, like if I'm trying to think about like mites or coulds, I do think that they are in the in the conversation. Do I think that I want to, you know, maybe bet on them? It's probably as more of a flyer. Honestly, I think if you're looking to bet on talent, though, I think you have to consider it's rough, but like you really have to consider the Philadelphia 76ers. Like I know they have all these injuries. I know that you're dealing with these questions, but if you have a guy like Joel Embiid and you have James Harden, you have Tyrese Maxey, and then you saw these role players really step up when they were out and they were out hurt. So they got really good, meaningful minutes. They're, they're a wrecking ball and there's no real answer for Giannis or, or for Joel Embiid in the East besides really Giannis. Mm-hmm. Talking to Joe Delaire here, Bet MGM tonight. We were talking earlier about just, you know, teams that could, Pick things up after a rough start this year. The Lakers, 10 and 12 right now. But when you look at, they're like three and a half games out of the four seed in the Western Conference. Uh, if not the Lakers, maybe you see the Lakers as a team. The Warriors would be one I'd obviously throw in there as well. Who are some teams that you look at right now that have had slow starts that you say, hold on, there's a good chance that they pick things up as the season goes on? Uh, I think both of those teams that you mentioned are definitely candidates to to really kick off the second, or really kick off, I guess, the second for the next uh, like three quarters of the season or so to speak, uh, and really play well. Um, one of the teams that I am looking at, though, is I think if you look, really, if you look at the Mavericks, you have to say, like, are they going to make a move? Like, what, what exactly are they going to do? Um, because if they do make a move, they're poised to make a move. They have all the pieces, really, to do so. And if they can get another piece to surround um, Luka Doncic with, with, they have to be considered. Um, one team that I definitely would not look at, though, is I don't think that Miami is that good. And I know that they've, you know, made playoff runs, but they just they're running into so many issues that, you know, between injuries and there's like age, there's health. They don't really have the scoring that they want. I, I think that that's definitely a team I would stay away from, honestly. Joe, we're starting to get into the place where teams that are bad are OK with tanking now. Like the San Antonio Spurs <laughs> are going to lose a bunch of games. They were a fun young story. And when you sit back and you watch him, you're saying to yourself, okay, yeah, this is a team that's now firmly interested in losing games for Victor Wambanyama. How do you see the rest of the league in that respect? Are there other teams that you feel like have sort of already slightly let go of the rope? Um, I think that one of the teams that I'm really curious to see is what the Thunder do, because I think that's going to impact a lot of futures as well, because Shea has been incredible. But if for some reason he gets shut down and then it's like now it's like if he doesn't play enough games, how are you going to maybe even give him most improved player? So I think the Thunder are definitely a team to watch. And honestly, like you mentioned about the Lakers before being only like three and a half games out of the four seed or so, the Jazz were just like the one seed in the West and they're already just tumbling down the down. And I think that it wouldn't be surprising to see, you know, Mike Conley get traded, maybe Laurie Marketing get traded. Some of those some of those vets there, I would think that Utah would be incentivized to tank as well. And the uh, the team in the East that I'm most curious about, obviously I think Detroit is bad. But 
I'm really curious to see what the Indiana Pacers do with some of the pieces that they have, because they look great with Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, but you have to wonder, are they going to just say like, ah, you know what, this isn't the year. Let's try something for Miles Turner and uh, Buddy Heald and see how we can go from here. Joe, any value in uh, rookie of the year? You know, you're looking at Matherin right now. He's plus 250. Jaden Ivey's 30 to one. Keegan Murray, 125 to one. I know Paolo's great, but it was a rough week for him uh, last week. Any value in any of these other guys right now? I think if you got a Paolo ticket from before in the season, like if you got maybe at like plus 400 or so preseason, now is an excellent time to hedge. So if you're looking at anybody, really, I mean, Matherin's been incredible. And then I'm maybe a little bit of Jaden Ivey, but I'm not really that worried about any of these guys, honestly. Yeah. Nobody's really played that well. The one guy, if you really did want to take flyer, in my opinion, would be Jabari Smith. He's improved dramatically over the past couple of weeks. And I think he's like 150 to one now. So he's, you know, he was a top three draft pick. He's somebody that maybe, you know, if he really takes a big step up and maybe Paolo gets hurt or there's an injury or something like that, you know, he's going to be automatically getting media attention because he was such a high draft pick. You know, yeah. we look at the Pacers, um, looking at just what they're doing this year and what we expected the Pacers to be. And one of the big reasons is Tyrese Halliburton. Now he's second. Mm-hmm. in the odds over BetMGM to win most improved player because Shai Gildas-Alexander is just a monster this year, put up 35 again last night. Is that SGA's w- award to lose, or does Tyrese Halliburton have a shot at maybe overtaking him there? So I've been a big Tyrese Halliburton truther since he was drafted. I wish my Knicks were able to get him. But um, <laughs> I think I think that when we look at this award and we look at the history of this award, um, over the recent history, most improved is going to a guy that not only makes the all-star team, but the team is usually pretty good. And that's my concern with the Oklahoma City Thunder. If this team isn't good, are voters going to reward that? Or are they going to say, yeah, he's putting up stats, but he's putting up stats on like a bad team. Whereas if the Pacers are like as they are right now, if they're in the playoffs in the East and you're looking at maybe like a five seed, which I think is still a reach. But, you know, if, if they do that, then you're saying he's the number one guy. He's leading the league in assists right now, and he's actually elevating his teammates. Like, how do you not take that into consideration? So I do think with any of the tanking concerns surrounding the Oklahoma City Thunder, that Halliburton definitely could get in there. But I I do think it's tough because if if Shea plays, I don't know, like 55 games, he's probably going to win that award. Joe, I I did a thing. I placed a Coach (laughs) of the Year bet. On, oh, yeah. on Darvin Ham. Um, <laughs> because if they are a top four seed, I think that he's got a real shot to win it. We have about a minute or so. In your mind, how do you handicap or analyze how to bet Coach of the Year this early on? I like that. I think that the way I look at Coach of the Year is if I'm looking at a team and I was and I think there's no clear award winner on this on this team, but this team is really good and outperforming expectations that's the team that I'm looking for coach of the year. So um, somebody like the Nuggets, like Mike Malone, because we just don't know, like I don't doubt Jokic wins three MVPs in a row. So he's another option too. He's Joe Delaire of NBA Bet. Appreciate the time, man. Thanks for coming on with us. Thanks for having me, guys. I'll tell you what, if if you end up, if that bet hits, you just, you get a standing ovation. It'll be so, Like it'll I be won't even be salty. mad. I'll just be happy for you at that point. It's a bitter, it'd be a bitter taste. Wait till you get Buddy healed. Are we doing that for a year four? Buddy, yeah. Buddy Heald to the Lakers. Buddy Heald to the Lakers. Miles Turner to the Lakers. Ugh. Ugh. At this point, though, if you're the Pacers, you're winning. So the question becomes, do they want to keep trying to win the rest of the season? 
or did they, they actually start trying to tank, trading those guys away, taking back Russell Westbrook's contract? But then you'd go, and okay. And, like, do you want to keep Miles Turner? I don't know. Yeah. Like, See, and just, I, I was going to ask you about that, because the Pacers have played, the, like, the third easiest schedule as yep. well, though. Do you think that maybe they fade away? I think so. I See, do. I do, too. There's think... always one or two teams in the NBA where they start off this way, yeah. and then it does, like, last year the Wizards were that team. The Knicks were even there at the beginning of the, the season. The Bull, well, Bulls, yeah, were the, but the Bulls, Bulls were the number one seed in the, the Bulls East. Hung on, the Bulls hung on for a longer period of time than that, so I'd give them a little bit of credit. I think the but. Pacers are. I think the Pacers are an interesting team because you've got Benedict Mathurin, you've got Tyrese Halliburton, uh, you have Buddy Heald, and Miles Turner's been playing out of his mind. Not even to mention Chris Duarte, who's been hurt. Right, so they've got a bunch of guards, um, but at the same point, this is not a team that is is qualified and ready to really compete. And I don't think that. I think they know that, and they'll probably end up shedding some guys at the deadline. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really at this point you just have to decide like what what your future is. If you think if you're the Pacers and you think this core can still last for you a little bit longer, uh, then maybe you stick with it. But well, I, and Miles Turner is a free Miles Turner is a free agent, right. and he's going to want to get paid a lot, a lot of money, yeah. and yeah. he's not worth a lot, a lot of money. Tyrese Halliburton, that's part of your future. You keep him. But when it comes to Miles Turner and Buddy Heald, there's probably more value trading them, especially to a team like the Lakers that's desperate, sitting at 10 and 12 right now, but a chance to start climbing up those standings a little bit. You know, we mentioned they're three and a half games back of the four seed in the West. It's crazy to think, but they still have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So there's talent there if they can stay healthy. But that's the big thing, especially with Davis, is staying healthy. Huge. I, I think the Lakers just need to call a spade a spade and blow the whole thing up. You can't when you have LeBron. You're you right. LeBron to Chicago. Yeah. You trade AD <laughs> okay. to Chicago. Well, LeBron doesn't want to be we'll in take, Jordan's shadow. No, He's we'll not going to do that. Bev too. He's a Chicago kid. Hell yeah. All of them. <laughs> back. All those guys in Chicago. Exactly. Except LeBron. He's Cleveland. He's Ohio. He's an Ohio kid. People forget that, actually. <laughs> <laughs>